Welcome to Merkaba Chakras, where we talk Buddhism in the fifth dimension. A Buddha is someone who's awake within the matrix and co-creating with divinity as a soul having a human experience. Each enlightened episode is dedicated to help you level up the energy field of your Merkaba. You can manifest the parallel reality that fits the best version of you. This podcast is for entertainment purposes and does not necessarily reflect the views of the host or replace any medical or legal advice. Now, let's welcome your host, author Von Galt, and her guest. Welcome to another podcast episode of Merkaba chakras it's christmas time in 2020 and the gift on top of many people's minds worldwide is wishing for good health and wellness to all so to answer that santa wish among many people i bring you holistic fitness enthusiast allison pillow now, Allison is a working mom who offers a fabulous YouTube channel and a website going over best practices for simple routines to get you in the healthiest, most fabulous shape that you are destined to be. So with that, Allison, welcome to Merkaba Chakras. Thank you so much, Vaughn. It's a pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, you're welcome. So it's 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 the holidays. <laughs> I love it. So it's 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 that time of the year. So it this is, is that time of year for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this is the holiday episode, and how I was thinking, how do I close out 2020 going into the holiday season? Um, you know, <laughs> what is the what is the one thing that most people want this year and you know what it is it's good health everybody is thinking about good health because of the global yeah. pandemic and everybody's going through coronavirus in different ways affected at different levels etc cetera, etc cetera. so whatever however people navigate through 2020 it's about being healthy so that is the best thing that I think we can talk about and kind of close out this chapter of the 2020 storm on is you know how do we live and love healthy in 2021 so yeah, yeah so before we dig into your work and kind of give everybody some tips to be healthy in this new fifth dimensional awareness can you tell us your story for how you got into this work in the first place? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, my journey started when I was really young. I started out uh, being a kid who was just, just loved to, I was very curious. And I just loved to, um, you know, move. I, I just loved to experiment with movement. I would take the swing set swing sets off of my metal frame swing set and stand on top of it, you know, and, and my parents would be like, get down. I'm like, look at me, look what I'm doing, you know, and I just kind of had a natural, um, I didn't really, I wasn't fearful of it. I just had a natural inclination to just try 
crazy things, you know? So, um, and I knew I could do it somehow. I knew I could do these things. So I literally would like do gymnastics moves without even being taught how to do them, you know? And finally my parents would, it said, well, we don't want her to get hurt. So we're going to put her in a gymnastics class. And so, and they were like, oh, it'll probably last, you know, a couple weeks and then she'll get tired of it and want to do something else. Well, I ended up being a gymnast and getting into a competitive, the competitive team. And I was a gymnast from the age of five until 21. I'm 22. Sorry. <laughs> and so um, I did it for a really long time. And it was, uh, it was definitely, uh, you know, it started out being a, a, a joy and then it kind of turned into a job a little bit more towards the end of my career. And, um, but what I did get from that experience is I definitely learned so much about movement and um, developed an eye for also seeing movement and others, others' movement signatures, um, kind of how energy moves through a body basically and, and the grace that, that is within that. So that is, um, over the years, I've probably been looking at movement for, I would say huh, the last, um, I started becoming a coach when I was in my early twenties and now I'm 48. So I've been, you know, I've been doing it for a long time. So I, I've you just, yeah. Fabulous. So. Well, thank <laughs> you. You look 48. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Well, that, and part of that is because I've learned, you know, these basic principles of health and I put those into practice and, um, it really, you know, it works better than any, any product you'll buy out there. So that's why I feel like what um, I offer people is a, a very easy, simple, um, solution if they choose to go that way to, uh, lasting health and, and youthfulness. And so, um, you know, I ended up, you know, really feeling like I wanted to take this path, um, of, of becoming a coach and, and I wasn't really sure how to go about it. I didn't really want to be a personal trainer. My, my professors, when I was getting exercise science degree at Georgia State, they said, well, you should become a personal trainer. And I thought to myself, I don't really want to be a personal trainer. Like at the time, personal trainers just put people on machines and it just looked boring to me. So I was like, I'm not really sure. I just want to have a chart out and write down, you know, reps and sets. That doesn't seem interesting to me. So um, I ended up, you know, be, uh, becoming a gymnastics coach for some time while I finished school. And then towards the end of that, um, I coached gymnastics a little bit longer and then decided um, I actually did want to become a personal trainer. Um, but I, and I had had some background in physical therapy too, but I didn't want to just be a regular personal trainer. I actually wanted to um, find, you know, like you said, I think when we were talking, when you were on my show, you said you wanted to go beyond the basics. And I definitely wanted to go beyond the basics with it. Um, because I had for some time been, been looking at, um, been a gymnast myself for years, been looking at gymnast move for years as well. And I just wanted to be able to help people uh, move in a more graceful, joyful way, a way that just really is playful and helps people um, just function better and perform better, you know? And so that was where I was at that time. And um, that led me to uh, the Czech Institute, which is based out of San Diego, California. 
And it uh, stands for Corrective Holistic Exercise Kinesiology. I was watching this show and Paul Check, who's the, the guy who started the institute, he was on there with Gabrielle Reese and he was showing her these moves. And I was like, oh, I want to do that. You know, I just saw that and I was like, I want to do that. I want to train athletes. I want to train athletes. I want to train people who want to be athletes. I want to train people who you know, want to, um, want to move better people who don't have any experience at all and just want to, you know, maybe are in pain and want to get out of pain, those kinds of things. So I went in that direction, but what I was missing at the time was the nutritional aspect of it. So I was a young mom and I, I went ahead and, uh, you know, I had two kids and you know how, what having two children, children having two children can do to your body as a woman right oh yeah totally yeah yeah, i mean it it totally like it moves the organs around you know and if you some of us get diastasis recti which is a separation of the abdominal area and so what i learned from that is that i can actually that can cause um, a slowdown in digestion it can cause your uh, digestion to be in distress and eat just because of the way even your posture is so you know, it's called dysbiosis when your stomach sticks out. And, and if you have, you know, like a weakened abdominal muscle, um, the muscles in the abdominal are weakened and everything's kind of spills out and that will create a slowdown in your right. metabolism and in your digestion. Alison, I call it the mama, the mama pooch. <laughs> That's right. That's what it is. It's the mama pooch. I, it's I the just, mama pooch. yeah. Right. And I was just like, for so long, I was like, oh, I can't look at my mama pooch. It just, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't true. like how this it's, looks. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. I, um, you know, before I had my before I had my two um, children, I love my children and right. my husband as well. But before I had the kids, I would wear, um, you know, in summertime, I would, I would, I always wore one one piece swimming suits, but I would wear a high cut swimming suit. Yeah, With the mama pooch. You can't wear the high cut anymore. I know, <laughs> gotta, right? Yeah. And so and so now because the high cut will always make you. Uh, a gal like myself who's not as tall looks right, taller I'm the same way. yeah <laughs> exactly it kind of gives yeah. you kind of that like a little bit uh more height a little bit more with a leg height yeah a little yeah. more like, leg height so you'll look yeah. a taller on the beach um <laughs> <laughs> i like that tricks tricks of the trade but anyway that's that trick right. was no more no more of a trade for me so i have the mama pooch and it has been a struggle and it doesn't you know it doesn't matter how spiritual you are uh or how high your energy you're still going to you're still in the body and you still have body things to work with exactly so let me ask you this um all the stuff that you were you know going into because you know you you distinguished yourself initially away from i'm not the normal fitness coach instructor etc the abc all that kind of stuff you want to go beyond the basics and have a more uh kind of full holistic approach to overall wellness because um you know everything factors into how well um this vessel that our souls incarnate and live through how well it functions so um what is holistic fitness? Can you explain what holistic fitness and what makes that different from a normal fitness trainer? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Um, and and it, it kind of 
it leads well, where I was going definitely leads me into that because it's, it's more looking from at the person and more trainers are now doing this. I think they're incorporating some nutrition in with the training, but for the most part, it's really about, um, it's about learning how to uh, bridge the gap between your physical and your energetic, right? Um, because again, it's like you can do all the diets that you want to do and follow protocols and restrict food and do all these things. But if you're not happy, if you're not joyful in what you're doing, if it doesn't resonate with you, your, you, your inner child, all that stuff... Uh, then it's just not going to be sustainable, right? And it's and, and so no matter what you do, the energy of it is not going to match up to what you're trying to do physically, right? So to me, that's what holistic fitness is. It's like getting those all aligned, right? Getting the physical and the energetic aligned together, learning how they work, how they interplay, and really just approaching it practically with practical skills to bring them together, and to be able to manage them better because it's actually not something that we've been taught until now is how to manage, how important managing our energy, like our subtle energy body is what I call it, with our physical body, right? And um, you certainly don't get that from, from the, the medical industry. So, you know, right. probably more so from like the alternative medicine. Right. I, yeah. I have noticed that um, I have... You know, I had a, a fitness trainer with, I had a girlfriend who really wanted to lose um, a set number of weight for some kind of event. And so um, she was able to get kind of a promotional rate if she was able to bring a friend with her. Yeah. And so she brought me with her and I didn't, I was, I didn't really have a goal. I was just doing it just to hang out and have fun and right. get, get some exercise, get some um, activity going instead of being sedentary. And um, it was interesting because the, you know, we worked at the same type of job, mm -hmm. do the same thing. We had literally the same routine and the, the fitness instructor put us on the exact same regiment. Um, however, I was just kind of, you know, kind of letting, working with the flow and just kind of, just kind of rolling with it where, and not really having a lot of stress in my life, you know, challenge yeah. stressed out, um, having pretty much kind of a light energetic load. Whereas yeah. my friend at the time, she was um, chronically stressed, really upset about things, lots of dense issues in her life that she was working with. And um, for me, the, the, excess of weight just kind of it's yeah. almost like the very next moment or very that next makes day sense. I was like 10 pounds light I was like well how did that happen I don't know and she only she only she didn't she didn't lose that much she lost maybe a couple of um pounds and she was so upset because she worked so much harder than I did yeah she worked right. so much harder than all the other people in the class did and she and she ate even better um than everybody else um and it, and it didn't come off very easily but then we um, kind of addressed some of the issues and she worked on some of those dense issues in her life. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden things just started shedding off yeah. so yeah. much faster right. um, and she was having more fun. So I think there is, um, I, it, it's almost like if you have two cancer patients, both going through the same thing mm -hmm. and the charts yeah. are very much the same, but one is having a more um, kind of a, a, a more, 
light, positive approach to it, whereas somebody else is having more kind of a negative approach to it and kind right. of like putting a lot of resistance um, on the way they feel about the therapy. They've already found this in science that the mm-hmm. cancer patient that is doing the art therapy, being positive and watching and listening to happy, healthy things is recovering faster quicker yeah. and better than the alternative so is it the same is that is that it's the same how, principle yeah because so your cells are respond yeah your cells are responding to the messages that you're giving them and the other part of it is how science also kind of backs that up is that you know you have your your sympathetic and your parasympathetic nervous system there's two types of there's two parts to your parasympathetic there's a facade kind of part and then there's a kind of part that's like digest and rest uh rest and digest i think is what it's called and so um those are the kind of you want to be in parasympathetic a lot of times right you don't want to be in sympathetic all the time you might want to be in it for a short time like if you're having a hard workout that's fine but then you want to bring it back down to balance again so if you're always in that sympathetic mode you know you're going to have a hard time regenerating healing having any energy for um for your immunity to work better too and um and as well as, you know, just gaining muscle and shaping your body up differently mm-hmm. because shaping your body is all about regeneration. So really what we're doing when we're working out is we're breaking muscle down and then it's regenerating. So it's really a lot of it is the rest and recovery routine that's super important, right? So if you're always under stress, you're not going to also digest your food well. And so you want to simulate the nutrients and nutrients aren't going to get to the tissues. It's just, it's, it is it's kind of a whole cascade of things there. So, you know, my, my recommendation, this is what I work with my clients on. Um, we get clear on what our, where we are. We assess, we do assessment. We get clear on our values, our personal values, what is important to us. Um, and then, you know, learn how to, you know, do the skill, learn the skills that you need to, to get your, Um, nervous system back on track, right? To start feeling calm most of the time and grounded in your body instead of anxious all the time. And this is becoming a huge issue, especially now with coronavirus and and you know the um, it's really like an underlying stress that everybody. Uh, many people are experiencing um, right the COVID fifteen yeah and that's why people are gaining weight exactly because there's this it's it's funny my friend gave me this analogy and I thought it was really good it's like we're all going through our freshman year all over again in college exactly (laughs) that's what they call the COVID fifteen right exactly that's so true except for in college you were having fun and this you're not Um, but (laughs) but this but you know um, he said basically it's like if you were to it, you know, you may think, okay, I'm not really stressed out. I'm at home all the time. You know, I'm, I've got, yeah, a pretty good life. Nothing's really wrong. Um, but at the same time, there is when you, you know, when I don't know, I, I don't know what it's like where you live, Vaughn, but like where I live, like people, you know, everybody's wearing masks every, outside. People are turning their head to you when they see you. You know, it's just kind of a weird time where like the social aspect of life is missing. And I think that is a stress for many people too. So again, it's like almost like being in Vietnam and having all these bullets fly by your head and you're trying to meditate, right? So it's like you can't really... <laughs> 
<laughs> that's a challenge. Yeah, that's the challenge. Peaceful? How can you be peaceful exactly. in time of, of unrest? So, yeah. So it all starts with grounding yourself. And I help people do that through both nutrition and fitness. Those are your basics. Those are your foundations. You have to be able to do that in order to be spiritual in, in a way because um, it's really, really hard to navigate the energetic body without uh, grounding the physical first. And so... I think that's really important to know. Right, right. And in terms of like grounding the physical, I mean, because um, what you're touching, what you've touched on in terms of grounding the physical is uh, finding a, a way to navigate and find your inner bliss while yeah. the world is not, quote, quote, blissful at the time. Because it's always, it's always easy to be blissful and zen and kind yeah. of like calm when everything's hunky-dory exactly all right this is the challenge we're in right this now is the right? challenge but but when things aren't hunky-dory that's when your true nature and yes. your true beingness is necessary so that's when the rubber hits the road mm-hmm. so to yeah, speak I found, yeah yeah i found this very that, that very very interesting too because i remember when coronavirus um hit uh the actually started going early in 2020 and the lockdowns were happening in um, the United States, all of a sudden, um, so many quote metaphysical spiritual people were just in panic mode. They were thinking it was going to be Armageddon. They, I mean, everything that they've been talking about in their whole career just shot out the window. And I was like, Get a grip on yourself, people. What happened to consciousness? I know. What well, that's when to... you don't have the groundedness, right? And exactly. your values. Yeah. Exactly. It's like you're failing the test. Yes. So if you're failing the test and that is, and you're the one exhibiting, um, you know, the grounding for, for people who are, you know, trying to mirror and kind of look to you as, you know, kind of like children when they, when everything is not exactly perfect to look to the parents to kind of gauge um, yeah how should I be should I be worried or should I not be worried right and and that's and that's what I that's what I saw um (laughs) no worries that's what I saw as well got to turn this off that was good yeah yeah that's what that's what I noticed um as well is that um you know it is in times that aren't perfect Mm -hmm. that the 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 essence of people come through and it is those times where what you know what you be needs to um come forward you need to ground yourself so let me ask you this what are the recommendations like you said that food is one of the one of the ways in which you food and exercise is one of Mm -hmm. the ways in which you can kind of ground yourself and kind of keep a healthy healthy equilibrium um, with your body at times of seeming chaos because um, yeah. it's so easy to just sit in front of a box of donuts all the time and binge oh yeah netflix <laughs> yeah but how do you feel you know it's just it's again like this is where i'm talking about like you can do that um and and that's fine but it's like is that serving you know is that serving you anymore what do you, do you want to be you know um calm and grounded and do you want to feel good in your body you know it's about really bringing the joy into into it because if you if you're not feeling honestly I I mean I personally if I don't feel good in my body I'm not good to anybody right I just don't feel like I can be 
I don't feel like I could be a good coach, a good mom. It is my top priority to feel good in my body every day. I want to wake up, have energy, ready to start the day. You know, I want to be able to serve others and, and just, and just have fun, you know? And so in order to do that, I have to have energy. I have to be um, rested. I have to have uh, eaten, uh, you know, have to manage my blood sugar because that's one of the biggest things for really staying calm and grounded with your food is actually managing blood sugar properly. And then you have to really, these are the basics, just have good food quality. And what does right. that mean? Right. I yeah. Mean, what does that mean? I mean, like I mean, what, what, what are the recommendations that, for food that works best for different body types and lifestyle? Is there like a certain, is there a certain food recommendation for certain lifestyles and for certain body types, or is it a one size fits all kind of thing? I know. Tell well, us more about that. Yeah, that's a great question because really in the beginning, it's kind of, I would say the two biggest things you can do are really focused on food quality and uh, blood sugar regulation. If you're not doing those two things, then anything else you do isn't really going to matter. So, um, so the food quality is, of course, you know, clean, organic meats, uh, grass-fed beef, wild-caught seafood, um, organic chicken, you know, any of your meats need to be clean, right? That, what, what does that mean? That means that they're not eating, uh, you know, GMO corn and soy. They're eating either grass from the ground. They're eating, you know, what they're supposed to be eating as animals, okay? And, and if they are eating... Uh, you know, some kind of grain, it's organic, at least, at the very least, right? Well, let me so, ask you this. How about uh -huh. people who can't afford to go um, non-GMO organic? Because, you know, uh, I mean, when, when I was a kid, when you were a kid, there was no such thing as GMO organic. There was no different, it was just food. And yeah. It was all just natural. But now all of a sudden we decided to make designer foods. And so now <laughs> we're paying more for, um, for, for natural organic and, and cheaper for designer foods or your GMO uh, or modified foods. So um, that's cheaper. So how do, how do people who can't afford the organic stuff, how can they supplement? What are some of the things that they could do to kind of get more of the holistic food into their plates? Um, well, um, I would say, uh, you know, first of all, it's not cheaper it's not cheaper to buy non-organic non food because you're paying for it in taxes anyway. So they're, sub, they're subsidizing these, these foods, right? So you're actually paying for it. You just don't, not right away. You, know, you don't see it when you're buying the food. So explain that, explain that. Cause I don't think everybody knows that. Yeah. So I, I, I might not do it justice, but Eugene Trufkin wrote a book um, called anti-factory farming, uh, anti-factory farm shopping guide, I think is what it's called. And he's been on my show before and how he explained it was that farmers um, get subsidized. They get these, um, some of these farmers that work for companies like um, for, for some of the companies that do the GMO kind of, you know, feedlot animals, mm -hmm. um, factory farm, basically animals, um, they get subsidi subsidized from uh, the public, right? From our tax money. They get extra money to do that. So they're getting paid to give us crappy food, right? Um, I think, <laughs> so, why is that? Why is that? Why? why? Um, What's that's incentive? a good question. I'm really not sure. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's just that the, uh, you know, they, they want to have, um, I think originally maybe there was an incentive to, to be able to give um, more people food that was affordable, right? 
Okay. And, but, but again, it's not really, it doesn't pan out, right? Because we're still paying for it in a different way. So, um, right. my right. biggest, mean, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. They've done studies on, um, on modified foods that it, like it actually, um, is not as nutritious. Yeah. And so, also, yeah. um, that it contributes to more, um, kind of, um, I don't know what the word is, but more fat on your inflammation. body. Yeah, inflammation. 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 Yeah. And there's yeah. lots of studies on on that that modified foods may seem cheaper. Yes. But, um, it's actually causing long term inflammation and less nutrition. Yes. So it's so you're not actually absorbing the nutrients that you're right. getting. Right. Yeah. So and the food, yeah. The, like so, the, the turkey, for example. Uh huh. Holiday season. Right. You know, we're gonna eat a lot of turkey. <laughs> the turkey might look like a big butterball. But right. in terms of nutrition, the skinnier turkey that is organic is actually has as much, if not more nutrition than the big butterball that is like much, much heftier. Well, it's probably got more water in it too, you know, yeah, the, the turkey yeah. that's bigger, right? It doesn't have as much nutrients, it's more water. That's why it looks bigger too, but so it's inflated yeah. too. It's inflated. It's inflamed. You're eating inflamed. something that's inflamed. So, <laughs> so the food is, yeah. inflamed, is uh, inflamed and then we're going to eat it and then it's going to also, um, I don't know, I'm not sure if the word is inflame or. Well, you get, you inflated. get sick over time, right? You either get like some kind of food allergy over time. There's some kind of, a lot of, um, people, you know, come up with, um, autoimmune issues later from that they've been, that they've been, um, uh, kind of proving through science that a lot of these, you know, cause it's long-term inflammation. inflammation. So what does that train your body to do? It's like, it trains your body to, uh, create autoimmunity. Right. And so, um, that's not good. Right. So in long, so then therefore you're going to have to be paying more in, in medical costs too. So it's like, to me, you don't really get a like lot a of nutrition from that food and you, you know, you end up getting uh, long-term health issues. So, the cost is like, I mean, it's about the same really. And you're getting a higher, if you go organic, you're getting a higher quality food. And honestly, a lot of times, like I'll look at some, I'll go and, and look at some of the uh, crappier uh, food that's being sold, some of the mm -hmm. junk food and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty expensive. I'm like surprised because I never buy it, but but I was, I'm just like always surprised at how expensive it is because I'm always in my mind thinking, oh sure, that's cheaper. That's why people are buying it. But it's actually not a lot of times. Um, and you know, it's just, it's just that that's, that's the message in people's minds that that's something that's cheaper. Right. And it's, mm -hmm. you know, so, um, if you were to shop in a way that's with more awareness, you, you can do it in a way that's, you know, where you can save money. I mean, like Trader Joe's has a lot of options for organic yeah, and those kind of things. It's expensive too. For Do you think so? Really? Yeah. I mean, there, there's food expensive. stamps. It also, you can use food stamps at uh, farmers markets as well. I mean, that's right. a thing. Farmers markets you know? is really good too. Yeah, I would say you know, farmers markets are great because you, you're you're dealing directly with the farm farmer the farmers, there, you know, yeah. and that's yeah. always ideal. What but about I'm growing your own food. Can you? That can is you, top notch, right there. Yeah, if yeah. you can grow your own food, that's even better. We lived off of our vegetables this summer because we just grew everything in our backyard right and then you just we didn't have to buy any when it, when you yeah it. you can you can them too and those kind of things you just learn how to do it you know but um yeah. you can buy a whole cow you know and store it in your freezer if you have a freezer you know and uh that's my also a thing did that growing yeah up. It, yeah it was, uh, the, my my friends were like why would your 
parent buy a whole cow and then stock it away <laughs> they, they, they thought it was and i was like i don't know immigrants do funny things <laughs> yeah right yeah 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 but but i get it but it but um but i get it but i get it because that is um it, there's a lot of cost savings and yeah well if you yeah were to of... actually pay attention to it you know you probably would be th- maybe discovering you're spending more going out to fast food restaurants you know or you know um maybe you know uh there's just there's just a different way to look at it and do it there's always a way we're so creative that way oh, so yeah. if if food if high quality food is a priority to you you're going to figure out a way to do it right yeah yeah yeah, um, there's a lot of um, there's there's a lot of people that grow food in their yard, even mm-hmm. in their balcony. If they live in an apartment, yeah, they, exactly. They start looking at creative ways to grow, like a cheer system in their balcony, aquatic um, growing. So there's lots yeah, of different hydroponic, ways. Yeah, hydroponic, yeah, hydroponic. Yeah. So there's lots of different ways, and I really see a lot of people. You know, if you can like supplement some of that into um, your diet, then you'll you're going to cover yeah. the cost and then you're going to kind of eat more of that and less of the modified if you can't afford to go completely organic. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really good to know. So you're either going to eat it now in good health or you're going to eat it later <laughs> in bad health. That's right. That's right. So pay for just, it now or pay for it later. Right. Wow. That's, that's pretty, um, that, that's pretty, um, opening. Now, how does somebody, you know, how does somebody achieve fitness with a sense of purpose so like i mean because you seem to have a sense of purpose of all this it's not just yeah to look good and look great in a picture so <laughs> <laughs> well thank you well i i you know i think um the, the what i realized was um well my my personal journey a, a little bit of background there is you know I, I became an athlete but i i secretly wanted to be an artist so i actually you know, um, I forgo, forgo, went that, I guess is the word for it, for went that and, and went into being an athlete to please others in some ways. So I, you know, this is something I've realized as an adult, you know, I mean like, oh, okay. So this is why I, I ended up here, which is great. I learned so much and I'm doing what I'm doing because of it. And at the same time, I now ask myself, who am I doing this for, right? before when I do fitness, it was about performance. It was about, um, who, you know, getting attention. It was about, um, you know, meeting others' expectations uh, or needs, you know, and that just isn't going to cut it for me anymore. I, that's not passionate for me. That's not what speaks to my heart. So now my sense of purpose as it relates to fitness is, 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 is fun, is joy, is bliss. What, what, brings, um, what lights me up, you know, those are the questions that I ask for myself. And also, I'm also asking myself, like, who am I doing this for? So everybody who's listening to this just needs to ask themselves as it relates to any kind of health regimen you're doing, diet, fitness, who are you doing it for? Are you doing it for yourself? You're on the right track, right? Mm-hmm. Really good, really good. Um, now, let me ask you this. What are some easy exercises or meditation techniques that people can use to relieve instant anxiety? Because instant anxiety is something that a lot of people are experiencing right now because of the pandemic and just different things going on in, yeah. or in their lives. So, um, you know, I understand it. Well, you know, yeah, how, I, I how think... Do- yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. What were you going to say? 
yeah, yeah. How, how, how do, you know, what are some quick, quick meditation or exercises that, that you recommend people do to kind of, if they feel that panic attack or they feel that instant anxiety about something that sets them off, what's the best yeah. way to address that? I would say, I would say connect with your breath first, first and foremost, right? Feel in your, into your body. If you're not grounded in your body, if you're out of your body, that's when we're most anxious, right? So the best way to get back into your body is to place your hands on your heart, take a deep breath and just feel into your heart and that will instantly get you back in your body right? It calms, even just placing my hand here, I feel much calmer because you're connecting with your heart. When we're in our head, everything's up here. It's all about thinking, thinking, thinking. You're not connecting down here. You're not connecting with your heart. And so that puts us in a state of stress because again, we're, we're disconnected, right? And that I think is the hardest challenge for most people is to be in their bodies and know how to be in their bodies. And that's a lot of what I teach as well. So, um, you know, some techniques, I, I definitely love meditation and I, and I recommend my clients do a clearing meditation, but also I think What's a lot can be done. meditation that you do? Um, I have, well, I have a, a coach. Yeah. I have a coach that taught me a technique where, um, she taught me how to, you know, bring the light in through the crown and bring it all the way through the body. And what you can do is kind of bring it into each ch chakra. Can, you, and can just, you share that with us really quick? So maybe some people might want to do that before they work out to yeah. kind of get into that space. Yeah. So I just meditate on, um, this light, uh, this white light coming down from the sky. And uh, actually, before I even do that, I actually connect to it. So I connect to the light. And so I just, I, what I do is I'll just share with you what I visualize. I visualize myself as like one of those cartoon superheroes going up to the step to the sky, flying up to the sky and connecting that way. Like, kind of like, I don't know, there was a super friends show that had something like that with this twins did that. And so, um, connect the down, it, it hit, you know, comes down to my crown connects into me and, um, you know, I start with my crown clearing that out. And then I go into my head, into my ears, into my nose, mouth, throat, into, you know, hitting all the chakras, filling them up with light until I get to my feet. And then I imagine something, a, a cord coming down and grounding deep within the earth and then um, a crystal and whatever color that crystal is, is whatever it is, you know? So sometimes I imagine it to be blue, sometimes I imagine it to be pink. Um, and then you're wrapping your cord around the crystal because you're grounding yourself into the earth. And then you're also letting that stuff, anything that isn't serving you down into the earth. And then the earth is sending her energy back up through your body and filling it back in with light, right? And then you're coming back in to connect with the higher part. So that in a nutshell is, is what I'm doing. And then I expand my energy out. I kind of do it in phases where I expand it out past my body, expand it out past my home, expand it out past my city, and expand it up past the country and then the planet and then even beyond that if I want to. So that way, when you're expanding your energy, and these are all practical strategies for, for really um, 
you know, uh, using energy to be able to step into a new body, if that's what you wish to do, if you want to create a different body, you have to create a new energy. Otherwise, you'll just gain the weight back, right? So, um, so we're expanding the energy so that I am bigger than any situation I come across, any person, any problem. My energy is bigger than that. It's not, it's not a thing, right? So um, I'm not making myself small to fit into that situation. I'm expanding my energy out so I am bigger than that situation, if that makes sense. So, um, and then making also space for the new opportunities that are going to come in, right? Yes, yes, I like that. Yeah. That's a really good. I, I'm, I'm, I'm. As you were saying that, I was doing it. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> was, yeah, it's it one of my favorite meditations. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I always say that everybody is an energy field. So, how big of an energy field do you want to be? It, it's infinite. It's right? infinite, and I love yeah. that. And I love, I love that technique that you just shared um, to kind of clear your, your, your space about feeling anxiety and instant panic if it comes through yeah and anything triggers it i love that just feel the expansion of your your merkaba that's what you're saying it's expansion of your merkaba exactly And i love how that you how in that technique that you share you, you tied it into the oneness with earth with everyone with everything yes. in creation so that was beautiful uh, and I, I have that. to give my coach credit for that she taught me that so her name is Hannah Beer um, and uh, she she really taught me how to how to use energy practically to um, in a very practical way I was like I didn't even know this was a thing great thank you so much <laughs> because now I can use it to actually shape my reality right and we can all do this it's accessible to everybody and that's what I love about it is that you don't have to you know be stuck in a paradigm of you, you don't feel like you can change anything like you can it's just about like you haven't thought about it a different way yet you know and so um you know, that's another reason why I, um, you know, put people through movements, uh, movement sequences in the beginning too, to get their mind out of it. Because, um, you know, taking the mind out of it gets you into your, um, into your body and your body knows, you know, what to do. It has its own movement signature. And then we can kind of step into your, your intuition without overthinking it. So that's another, another approach I like to, to, help people with and, and grounding themselves as well. That's really good. Now, um, you know, do you use any kind of like, um, like image, like, you know, projection techniques where they um, can yeah. kind of visualize themselves in, in whatever outcome that they're working on? Because I've, I've seen this as well. Well, let's say somebody loses 150 pounds. Okay. It's yes. wonderful. But in their mind, they still see themselves as the 150-pound overweight person. Exactly. And so they never really give themselves full credit for and to step into that new person that they have become right in front of them. So do you do anything of, of that kind of technique to help people work to step into their new selves? Yeah, I think that... Um... That's a great question, actually. I, I think, again, it's with the, it's changing your energy, right? So we're, we're kind of letting go of the, the energy that was around the person that was before, um, you know, just like weight, it, it's baggage. Energy can be baggage too, and it can present itself and manifest itself as extra weight, right? And, 
and, and that's just how, you know, it works. That's the physical is a manifestation most times of your energetic, you know, a lot of times. And, and so, um, you know, so I think, yes, that's very important to be able to get uh, clear with that and step into a new type of energy, whether it's self-worth, whether it's confidence, whether it's strength, whatever you, you need, you know, that you can get from, you know, feeling that through exercise, feeling that through, um, you know, meditation and, 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 and those kinds of things. But, um, yeah, I think that uh, you know, changing the energy would be one of the most important things, but also, um, you know, taking action, <laughs> taking action, inspired action, like on a consistent basis. Like if, if someone, you know, uh, you know, weight loss, especially that's going to be something that's going to take time, right? Usually you're going to have to be in there for the long game. So um, you have to have, uh, you know, uh, a long-term plan for that and, and take and continue to take inspired action. That's fun for you that you're enjoying. Right. So again, if you lose the weight and you did it doing something you really don't enjoy, that was really hard. That was very restrictive that you didn't enjoy one lick of um, you, you probably, you know, you're not going to probably do that again or stick with it. Right. So yeah, it's got to be something that's fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. From that yo-yo. Now, let me ask you this. How do, because you have a lot of background in energy healing and, um, and you incorporating that into the, your, the wellness aspect of fitness. So um, how do you use your background in energy healing to prep the space of your clients, either remotely or in person, so that they can have the best session? Yeah. So I, I, in this space. first and foremost, I have to clean my own energy. So I come to the table clear and grounded and aligned. So I'm, I'm coming there, you know, to the session, uh, with my energy aligned, I, I am, uh, you know, um, clear, I'm a clear vessel for, you know, for them. Um, I'm not thinking about other things while I'm in the session with them, right? I'm, I'm totally present with them. And that's my, that's my perp, that's my job. So the more present I am with them, the more grounded they're going to feel. Because if I'm sitting there and I'm looking at my phone or if they can feel that I'm not paying attention to them, that's going to make them more anxious, right? So that's one thing, just as a trainer, you know, that's very important. But also, um, you know, you can clear their space too. So as a, as a coach, um, you know, again, you can use that white waterfall technique of, of thinking about light coming down, coming down and enveloping the, uh, the building that you're in. And, and if you're on a screen, you can bring it into the screen and bring it into their room as well. Um, and if you, they have, if you have permission from them to clear them, then you can clear them as well, you know? Um, and if they're your client that you probably have gotten permission already for that. So, um, you know, you know, just imagining again, like I talked about earlier with that meditation, it can just do a quick little white, you know, light waterfall, filling the body, clearing everything out, grounding. And, um, and yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. It's real simple. I like to make it simple. I don't make, like to make it complicated anymore because <laughs> it's not fun for me when I make it complicated. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Simple, simple is always better. More complicated, the more you lose the the um, the message and the point, and then yeah. ego walks in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it. yeah. You oh, know, I meant to actually. I meant to 
add on. I knew I was going to had something else to add to that other question that you had about weight loss and the vi visualizing because um, I'm writing a book and this is part of what I write about in the book too. I have it's called well I'll I'll tell. I'll give release the, the title. Give, yeah, give yeah. The teaser. We'll do another <laughs> well, book interview when it comes yeah, out. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. Yeah. So it's just every everything I learned and how to bring, but a lot of what we talk about, you know, bridging the physical and energetic, but it goes a lot deeper, and you know what health really means and and our definition of it and like what it could mean, but um, but really it's about like learning how to unconditionally love yourself, right? Um, in some ways, and so with that, you know. Um, one thing I used to do is uh, visualize when I was a gymnast, this is so actually important. Like I used to visualize myself doing this uh, trick that, you know, a skill until I could do it, I would visualize a, you know, an Olympic gymnast doing it until I could put myself in her place. And then I could, I would be able to do it then, right? Because I would have, have visualized it so many times and then I believed I could do it. So it's the same thing with like what you're talking about with weight loss or if someone has a, has some kind of a goal uh, for higher performance sports, or even just to get out of pain, you know, because that can be pretty uh, kind of a learned helplessness state in itself. But, um, but really, uh, what I have people do in my in my, um, my this both in my online course, and then also personally, like when we work one on one together, we we do kind of a old fashioned, you can either do an old fashioned vision board or something on Pinterest. And I have them put all these uh, pictures together to embody the energy. It's about the energy that they want to embody. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's not necessarily something, I mean, if they choose to, that's fine, but it's not necessarily something about like, okay, this is what society tells you health and beauty looks like. That's not what it's about. It's what you feel like you're defining it for yourself, right? You're creating it because, you know, after all, that's what we're doing. We're creating our life. We're creating our bodies, right? Yeah, On a daily creating, basis. Right. Yeah. This whole thing is like the, like the aboriginals of Australia uh, would say that we're the dream makers. Yeah. You know? So we're yeah. this whole, this whole reality, this is the dream world. That's and right. And the spirit yeah. world is the real world. And it's, I, I know, cause I do hypnosis, um, with, with my clients and their six senses, oftentimes when they go in, it just, it seems like a dream, but the more they go in and focus into the vision that they're seeing in under hypnosis, that starts feeling more real. And then yeah, the reality where I'm sitting in the room or I'm talking over um, a zoom call, giving them a, a quantum hypnosis session, um, they call it BQH for the online version, just technicality right but, um so but anyways while they're doing it and then they come out and they're like oh my goodness i got so far into my consciousness and my psyche in the hypnosis vision that that felt more real than this yeah. so right. it, it it really is like wherever you focus on so um what i found interesting um and i was watching and going through some of your materials on your website is that um Yes, you go into fitness, everybody can do a, a push-up, they can do a crunch, et cetera, et cetera. But the value is in that reprogramming of how you see yourself. Yeah. Um, the, of, um, and a lot of what I found when it comes to, um, as a consumer looking for fitness trainers, et cetera, is um, it's, it's really about reprogramming kind of how do you see yourself are you all like I said earlier like are you always going to continue to see yourself as 150 pounds overweight right. even if you've already gotten fit 
mm-hmm. um, or you just, just work yourself back to that or, you know, whatever the thing is. So it's all about just reprogram, uncon- like breaking down the conditioning. Yes, that has, exactly. That brought you to that point. So let me ask you this. So you offer one-on-one training and you also offer it as an online fitness course. And right mm-hmm. now during um, the pandemic <laughs> and for a lot of people that's still very, very top of mind. So can you tell everyone what they can expect from your online offerings? Yeah. So right now I'm offering uh, the Create Your Food Foundation course online. You can buy that as a self-study course and just go through it on your own. Um, there's also a Facebook group that you can be a part of there. It's right now it's it's very cheap. It's 47 bucks because I wanted to give everybody, you know, a really uh, – something that was doable. I want to give everybody opportunity to do this until, you know, before the um, next year, because I know it's been a hard year for everybody. And I would really love to see people. COVID-15. Yes. I'd really (laughs) love to see people trust in their health again, you know, trust their bodies again. This is kind of what I'm teaching. And this is what I'm teaching here. I'm helping you create a relationship with yourself because that's ultimately what it's about. Right. So, um, so I offer that we go, we go through the whole thing. It's, it's not, I mean, it is about food, really the basics of eating, like how you create that relationship with food, but also getting clear on your values, helping your your nervous system calm down, um, and also go through circulation and movement in there because I feel like that's essential for digestion and then giving you, uh, you know, some foods and, 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 uh, you know, uh, advice on kind of foods you could use seasonally too, because there's certain nutritional deficiencies that can happen each season as well that we need to pay attention to. Which ones so, are the most common ones? Is it, is it a lack of vitamin? Like, I, I know for some areas it's a lack of vitamin D. For some people, it's yeah, a definitely vitamin D. Vitamin I mean, D. Yeah, and so. and yeah. So when we have low light in you, you and I's area, the Pacific Northwest, like we have these days of uh, you know darkness for the most part. Um, yeah, definitely not getting vitamin D, but we're also not getting a lot of vitamin A, which is really important for synthesizing hor- uh, thyroid hormone. Thyroid hormone needs, uh, or your liver needs that what in kind order of to convert have vitamin it. A? Um, it. Actually, oysters have vitamin A, uh, which oysters. I love to eat. Yeah. Oysters and wine. <laughs> They're like, I love if that. you just want, exactly, <laughs> if you just want a quick dose of vitamin A, go for the oysters. Also, liver. So, I like to do a pate. And really, you you know, you need to just all do those like as needed or once a week for something like that. And that should be good, unless, you know, you're feeling like you need more. But, um, but those are my go-tos for, I really, because if I start feeling not great, I'm like, oh, okay, I need more vitamin A. This is what's going on. So I have some oysters or have some, you know, liver, and then I feel instantly better. I'm like, okay, that's what it, what was going on. So, um, and also you can do light therapy, you know, use red light and that kind of thing in the winter time oh, yeah. or sauna, you know, which is really great for, for your thyroid. So anytime, any way you can really support your thyroid, uh, especially women in the winter time, because it's dark, you know, mm-hmm. those are the ways nutritionally. And of course, you know, um, with light therapy. Um, but yeah, those are the two top ones that I and would recommend. And where can they get light that. therapy? Cause I, um, you know, yeah, 
I've looked into that as well. Do you know where they can get light therapy? Is it something that you can like order? And yeah, well, the red or? light, the red lights, um, you can get a wall of red lights or you can get a single red light and just sit under it at your desk or, you know, during the day, oh, okay. the red light. Or um, I, we have a, a little wall of them that we got on Etsy. And so there's like, um, there's a red light and then a heat light and then a red light and a heat light kind of alternates. So right. we actually took this grow room uh, and then like put like a, made it into a sauna. So we have this heater and photon therapy. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So I, I love that in the wintertime when I use it, it just make instantly makes me feel like so uplifted. And so again, like depression, anxiety, these things happen a lot more in the wintertime. We have lower immunity in the wintertime. It's simply because we're not getting as much light, you know? Um, yeah. And so uh, it's stressful on the body in that way, right? Yeah, right. They've already proven yeah. in science that basically um, when we're consuming foods, all we're doing is consuming light. Yeah, so yeah. Have, I like that. Yeah. yeah They've they proven it in science. Um, the, the, that makes sense. The foods yeah. that have um, the most nutrition um, are the ones that have more light in it. The foods that have less nutrition um, like the modified foods that we were talking about early, yeah. have less light in it. Oh, less that, light, less life. Yeah, that makes it. sense. Yeah. So, and that's all we're doing is feeding ourselves light. So the photon yeah. therapy is actually um, an emerging science in medicine that they're researching and trying to find ways to kind of include photon therapy or light therapy um so you know that's cool maybe in the near future it's you know when we go to doctors it's gonna be like i'm gonna go to my spa <laughs> yeah i think that's what it, it will be it'll be about light and sound and th- those light two things will sound. be the healing modalities probably for the most part but yeah i mean i think that um hopefully we're going in that direction that's way easier than what we're doing now right i mean oh, it's, yeah. it's I'm, more I'm, pleasurable oh yeah i'm all about it i love it yeah and, you know it, I, I love the easy way. So. Me too. <laughs> you know, me too. Yeah. Oh, me. I like it. I'll try it. I love the easy stuff. Okay. So now here's the thing. Now, now that you're on a reg, like you're not a regular fitness trainer. So we've established that. And you also <laughs> provide, you also provide your clients and audience and a insightful um, interview to explore wonders about consciousness and metaphysics in your podcast. You have a wonderful podcast and I was on it as well. Yes. And a lot of the people that you bring in will explore concepts of consciousness and, you know, how to manifest and all these different wonderful metaphysical topics um, that, like you said, in the beginning of the show, it's a holistic approach to your overall life. It's not just go work out and stomp on the treadmill or, you know, and but that, but you can eat crappy food or junk food or whatever, or you can, you know, live a very stressful life, it, it's not going to function well. So yeah. um, in your podcast, Integrate Yourself, what kind of topics c- can people um, expect to see and explore when they listen to that? Well, yeah, I, I, and you know, I think with, with what you said, just to piggyback on that, it's also about awareness. It's a deeper, deeper level of awareness and holistic fitness is also about understanding the nuance within that. Right. So this is, this is why I started the show because I really wanted to, first of all, dive into it myself, dive into the nuance of health and wellness, because it's so much more than what we really learn about. Um, like we learn about mostly the basics, but we're not learning about all the other stuff, the moving parts that are going on. So I wanted to bring experts that would, would bring something to the table in that regard and people I could learn from as well, or people I've already learned from 
I bring them on the show um, and as well as inspired me. So, but it started out, the show started out, I had a podcast, I had a, sorry, a co-host a while back when it started and we, you know, I had this, um, this desire to just get all this information out of my head because I'd been doing all this research on hormones and nutrition for a long time. And I just wanted to share it with people because I felt like it was something that could really help people. And so that's how I started the show. So the first, like, I don't know how many, the first stretch of episodes is a lot about nutrition. And so if you want to learn more uh, about nutrition science. It's really interesting, you know, stuff about how it all works together and how you can balance hormones and that kind of thing. Um, but as I progressed there, I just needed to do more. I wanted to go beyond just nutrition, you know, and, and fitness and started to start talking about things that were, um, you know, more at play that we don't really get to talk about. And so um, I kind of have gone off in other, many other directions, but that's just because it's, it's my passion and I just, it's something I have fun and love to do. So, you know, uh, I don't know, it's wherever it takes me really at this point, it's just kind of intuitive. So uh, it's always a surprise. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love that. I love that. I love, I, cause I was listening to some of the podcast um, episodes and I just love, love the different topics because of course I love metaphysics and you know I know as you know everything is spiritual your body your mind yeah. your heart everything is spiritual the holographic reality is spiritual it's all based on your consciousness yeah and so it's a big integrated um you know holistic approach to everything so right. if you can't um you can't just section out certain things and then avoid other things because it all plays together in one you know perfect um on perfect mandala, like I typically say. Right, now, right. Now, let me ask you this. Do you... Hold on one second, Vaughn. Just okay. one second. I don't want my dog to keep barking. Hold on. <laughs> okay, so what I, you know, lots and lots of really good nuggets of information for people to explore. And I know we're not going to get into your fifth dimension of fitness and all the different ways that you can um, kind of live and love in these higher dimensions um, in one episode. So this is just kind of a teaser. Go to Allison's um, <laughs> website and materials for more information. But, you know, I, what I wanted to know is, do you have a last message that you want to leave people all over the world as they come out of the coronavirus pandemic together in, into better horizons in the near future? What's your last message for people? Yeah, I'd, I'd say um, <laughs> my last message is stop putting yourself on the back burner, okay? So stop not, you know, like we just can't do that anymore, right? Um, we really have to, we're at the point of no return where we have to step up and uh, do what it takes to to thrive as a society, I think. Otherwise, you know, we're just going to keep downwardly spiraling uh, and you know, I, I, I just have this, um, I just have this desire to help people understand more about their bodies and, and learn how to trust their bodies and, and know more about how to take control practically of the health and that it's not that complicated. And I think if we all learn that, that we would feel so empowered about the future and not get so afraid when, when something like this crops up. Um, 
you know, and, and that's what the 5D is all about, you know, it is, if that's what you want to move into, you have to get on board with that, you know, and like, just learn all the things that you don't know, or that you're curious about, stop like making it a mystery, you know, um, hire somebody that was, will help you take you through the process if, if that's what you need. Um, but I say, you know, just make it a, pri- make yourself a priority. Um, and that's what I talk a lot that's what I'm going to be writing about or am writing about a lot of my book is like, how can we start? Like, what's the value in giving yourself interest? If you can't give yourself interest. And again, this is really just, I'm being totally blunt here. If you can't give yourself interest or pay it like an hour of attention to it, you know, your body's going to be like, uh, I mean, what if you did that like to your kid or what if you did that to your plants? You know, you just ignored them every day or you talked bad to them, criticized them. Um, didn't give them the time day, looked at your phone when you're around them. You know, you're doing that to your body. Your body is responding to you this way. So let's start thinking about our bodies as this beautiful vehicle that we're, that we're traveling through this, this, you know, earth plane on, you know, and, and, and know that they're, it's a living thing. Right. And so, it, it's going to respond to everything that we give it in a, in a either in whatever way we're giving it. So if we can understand that a little bit better, I think um, we can get more grateful, find more joy in the process, um, get to know ourselves better. And then so other people's projections of how they're experiencing the world is not influencing all uh, us all in, in such a huge way, right? We've got... Um, you know, we're, we're grounded in ourself and then that's a much better community to be living in. Right. Most definitely. <laughs> great words. Of yeah. Great, Thank great, you. Great advice for everybody to take with them. You know, Allison, I really have a feeling that, you know, with, like you said, with all the knowledge that's just kind of pushing to come out into your um, fifth dimensional fitness and wellness book. I, I really think um, that's just going to be the first of many, many books coming out of you to come. So when you. do you get that, that done? I want to be one of the first people to do your book interview. You <laughs> okay. definitely will be, Vaughn. Thank, Thank you so much. First, I don't have to be yeah. the first, but one of the early ones. Oh, uh, you will. I'll call you first. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. So thank you again for an enjoyable interview. I feel like getting on the treadmill after this. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um, so for everybody else, for more information about Allison Pilot's offering, go ahead and visit her website, which is Peer Energy PDX peerenergypdx.com. And And I would just want to say one thing about that. Um, The best way you can uh, know about any events that are coming up, I'm going to be doing a group coaching program in March. Get on my newsletter and that's the best way you'll hear about it. Um, I have an Instagram as well. You can follow that. But the best way to know about events coming up is is that. And so just want to put that out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, those group sessions, so see see different people. So um, thank you kindly to our listeners for listening to another enlightening conversation. Until next time, have fun tuning up the vessel in which your beautiful soul resides in. And of course, happy Hanukkah, happy Diwali, happy Kwanzaa, happy Boxing Day, happy Omisoka, happy winter solstice and last but not least merry christmas to everyone (laughs) blessing thank you
Yeah, that was wonderful. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Merkaba Chakras, where we talk Buddhism in the fifth dimension. For more information about today's guest, please go to the show description. For more information about Vaughn's metaphysical work, please go to MerkabaChakras.com. The views expressed today are for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily reflect the views of the host or replace any medical or legal advice. Don't forget to subscribe for more interviews about the fifth dimension. Until we meet again, blessings.